0: Good morning, and welcome to the Saturday Morning Clinic with me, Pussy Rana, your host.
1: Cinnamon,
0: Saturday Morning Clinic with me, Pretty Rana, your host. Thank you for joining me this morning. I hope you had a peaceful, joyous New Year's. No matter how you spent that New Year's, I hope it was enjoyable, peaceful and a moment of reflection, positive reflection. The Saturday Morning Clinic is a show that is here for you. I am here to discuss life, love and health in different ways. Just to tell you a little bit about myself. I am here as I have 10 years of experience in the mental health industry as well as substance misuse and sexual health and education 10 years prior to that. and. Currently, I am the operational lead for two large services, two large mental health services in North London, Um, one being an adult service um, and for young people 16 to 18, as well as running a crisis service.
1: Um,
0: I also have a Bachelor of Science in Psychology One of my greatest passions is to, try and raise awareness around these issues of health whether it be physical or mental health um in a fun and exciting way hopefully we're also hoping to be able to take live callers in a couple of weeks and give you the opportunity to join in with us in our conversations and ask any questions that you may have and i'd like to thank injectionradio.com for being so proactive and giving us the opportunity to be here today and every Saturday morning. Um, I'm going to use this opportunity to bring in many of my colleagues and friends who are within the profession to give you that space for professional advice, guidance, but for today, I am now going to be speaking to my colleague and esteemed friend, Neil Lawrence, who's my guest today. Welcome Neil.
2: Good morning, and thank you, Prissy. Thank you for uh, having me on the program, and uh, really pleased to be here.
0: Thank you for being on InjectionRadio.com. We're pleased to have you, Neil. Do you want? Well, I've invited you today as it's the new year. It's the second of December. Yeah, we've had a day to recover. Yeah. How was your New Year's?
2: So uh, New Year was really quiet. Um, I ended up watching. Just me, it was just me and my partner and uh, our, our newly acquired dog, and um, we had, we, ended, we ended up watching with Nail and I, which which is you know, a li- I don't even know if anybody knows who that what that film is anymore. Um, but it's it's a, it's a it's an old British cinema uh, film from the nineteen like, late late eighties, I think. Um, yeah. um, I haven't seen it for years, and it's one that both of us used to watch all the time. So we we had a nostalgic evening watching that and laughing. So, Beautiful. so, very nice, yeah.
0: Well, I'm pleased to have you on my show. And the reason I've invited you is as it's New Year's, most people set loads of goals or resol- not loads, but you know, they like to set themselves goals and resolutions. Yeah. Yep. And it's that time of the year. And yep. often these goals and resolutions don't really last very long. So, knowing <laughs> that you're a life coach, Mm-hmm. felt it was appropriate to have you on this morning
2: oh well yeah that's a that's uh, well resolutions and goal setting in general is something I feel really passionate about um I came from before becoming a coach mm-hmm. I, I I was in a profession where goal setting happened all the time constantly changed was handed to you rather than uh, was something that you had control over and uh often felt like it was there to make you feel like you were really bad at what you did. Um so Do you
0: going to tell us a little bit about um your career path. Yeah,
2: abso- yeah, absolutely. So um I've, I've I've always been in well-being really. I trained as a, an English teacher originally back in the day in 1990 <clears throat> uh, something and um I uh, I very quickly kind of gravitated towards wellbeing work. Um because I was more interested in why uh, there was a boy's school actually at that point. So why young men weren't able to do their homework rather than, you know, rather than the actual excuses. Um, and there was an awful lot going on for them. So I became kind of engrossed in wellbeing education to start with. And then, uh, latterly being kind of coordination and, uh, and, 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 and kind of more, more, I suppose, strategic work than that. So, um, so what we call PSHE. So it, it was PSHE, but but then also I I I did a lot of one-to I did a lot of individual work as well, and I trained as, uh, as a psych well psychotherapy, um, theory, but not for use as a psychotherapist, which which is I don't know sounds like the weirdest uh, <laughs> uh, qualification in the world, but what it meant was that I could work safely with young people especially on some of the more um challenging issues that they were bringing and the bits that really interested me that i wanted to help with as well so um but often hindered by these you know these kind of goals that 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 i had received to me that didn't fit the work i was doing at all in any in any way that was useful um and 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 exited the profession 25 years later um, uh, feeling like a failure with PTSD yeah. so it was uh, you know it was it was quite quite a difficult and long arduous journey that's not the case for everybody in education I know but it certainly uh, certainly was my experience that I needed to recover from so so I retrained as a coach from that and um, also as a creative I I really took hold of the fact that I I was a frustrated writer and 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 began to do much more of that as well and i'm really lucky i've had a couple of short stories published by wow. two, independ- two independent presses um
0: what kind of stories do you write now
2: uh, no not surprisingly uh, outsider stories um <laughs> and and stories that kind of uh i hope they have heart but, but but about people's experiences that often get hidden um i've just just got to the point where i think i've got the skill to tackle a novel so i'm I'm, that's going to be that's one of my new year's resolutions uh to to kind of work on the novel um but short story form seems to really suit me and um you know i hope they're good
0: to read as well on top of that so i'm sure they are now i'm sure they are so you define yourself as a transformational coach don't Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and your company is the london coaching Uh, life coaching london limited yeah that's right yeah Yeah? Yeah. And how would you be able to define transformational coaching? Just for us mere mortals who don't know what that means.
2: Well, you know, the coaching industry, like many others, have many people that say different things. So I'll I'll say what it means for me, um, but I'm sure if there's any other transformational coaches out there that are thinking, that's not what I do, you know, but I'm not speaking, I'm speaking for myself. Um, But I, I, I was drawn to that branch because it was about... Um it wasn't just about- pro- making progression and using a coaching structure to to kind of move move you forward uh within what, whatever chosen areas you wanted to work in if you mm-hmm. know if someone came to me um but it was all it was about actually having the potential you know the potential to know that every single one of us probably have most of the skills that we need in order to transform our lives if we're able and given the opportunity to reach in and, and and you know find find what those tools are, and the job of a coach, I believe, is to is to not do a lot of the telling and just just kind of hold hold the space and 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 and, and provide structure that helps people um, mm-hmm. find out about themselves and transform their lives. So um, it's not I, I do give tools and I do give information sometimes but 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 i know that i don't need to do that most of the time and that's what really drew me to that and and also the course i did it with a provider called catalyst one four who are just wonderful company and and they they had a very strong mindfulness element to it to the work and that's that's very important to uh, who i am and and the way that i work as a coach as well so um it, it really fitted in yeah
0: and um for any of the listeners that don't know what mindfulness means Neil? Mm. um how would you define that or-
2: okay okay you're asking me all the questions aren't you that that a billion people out there would go no um so <laughs> I'll, I'll answer again for myself um just in case um so my mindfulness for me because it's very popular at the moment mm-hmm. um mindfulness for me it's 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 i'm i'm drawn to uh some some of the teachers who are american who are buddhists who are also Mm -hmm. psychologists um that that they're all that they're all kind of a a western branch of that practice as well um Mm -hmm. and and it's about it's about bringing awareness to what what we do in our lives uh being aware of the purpose of it and uh, I guess just just being kinder and living more for each moment, and 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 the practice of mindfulness helps helps in 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 reaching that state. And it's not all about sitting and. I mean, I mean, meditation is a big part of it, but it's not mm-hmm. just about sitting and expecting calmness and relief every time you close your eyes. It's also about just just getting in touch with who you are and where you are, and 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 stand by using some of those practices over time it really helps you look at the world in a more well for me what i call a productive way a, a way that's kinder and and feels freer so yeah
0: i would agree with you i think i um practice mindfulness because i'm very aware that because i have such a busy lifestyle as you know mm um being in the present moment is is incredibly difficult for someone like me Yeah. um so doing mindfulness at least once a week which is to me better than not doing it at all Mm. allows me to rationalize and be a little bit less more less reactive
2: yeah yeah
0: Um, and that's from the stress I guess that life gives us
2: yeah I yeah I I think that's um I think that's really true, and I love the fact that you just said, you know, doing it once a week because the people that do it call it practice rather than something you need to lick, get right, put perfect. You know, you can't because it's a lifelong commitment. Should you choose to take it on that way, but mm-hmm. doing it once a week, the mindset will be very much I've done it once a week, which is which which means that I've had an impact on my life for that week to this extent, rather than. Again, looking looking at the kind of goal structure that I was used to um, mm-hmm. from from my previous profession, uh, kind of going, yeah, but I didn't do it the other six days, and I could have been so much happier if I'd done it the other six. That you know, that whole beating that whole way, up, yeah, just the whole way of looking at it as uh, stress. I honestly think that stress happens because um the pace that we are forced to live our lives is is so incredibly feeds agitation and it and it and it makes us panic. It's kind of puts us in, you know, I'm, I'm what people call fight flight you know like, mm-hmm. like it's the old part of the brain that that used to think it that, that was ready to run away just in case a dinosaur was going to eat us and that part of the brain gets gets activated whenever things go too fast and i've you know i've got dyslexia as well so I, I you know I, okay for me that means i just need things to just be a little bit slower to not that i am slow you know yeah. i'm smart but but i can't if it's going too fast my brain is just going what, what the hey you know so um I think I think just being able to pause and slow things down um immediately calms us even while I'm talking to you about this I'm aware talking mm-hmm. about it being fast is my body's just like kind of gone up I know you can't see but my shoulders have just risen up to my ears and okay. then when I was talking about winding it down my body's just started relaxing automatically so um wow. I think I think I think there's something about that. And if and if we're forced to live life at this incredible pace as many, you know, as, as we all are, mm-hmm. then we need something else to to help us just keep grounded to who we are. So yeah.
0: Absolutely agreeing. I I I think that's so important. And I like the fact that you said that we're forced into this lifestyle of moving so quickly mm. and rapidly so when we think about goals and you know new year's resolutions now i know i've made many i don't know about you (laughs) um top of my list is always weight loss right and that becomes a slippery slope immediately um i think i was saying to you earlier on between all the things that i do um I'm very accustomed to saying I need to find the time and I'm sure everybody else has things that they need to find time for too. In coaching, the part that I really like about coaching is how you can think about these goals in different ways, Mm. whether it's long-term or short-term. And how do you help clients or anybody that you're working with um, set a clear goal do you set like 10 goals five goals how does it work
2: that's that's a really good question um and and I'm always fascinated because I do it myself when about finding time because we're we're always in time because Mm -hmm. each moment is time and it's about you know um, I think it's trying to figure out what that what that means and and what and a lot of the time what that's covering up not not Mm -hmm. that I'm saying that that we don't have enormous amounts to do because we really do i think also you know a lot of self help stuff doesn't often get bossy and make you feel like you should be doing better you know like why aren't you finding the time Boom, you know i'm not i'm not i'm not i hope i don't sound like that but um so for me for the way that i coach um I, i i would i would ask people at the start to think of what i call overarching goals so maybe just one or two bigger strands that they'd like to work on so i mean if i can take that example of weight loss if that's okay Yeah,
1: that's, that's fine
2: that's also something that i uh constantly have to uh kind of work um no so have to want to work with choose to work mm-hmm. with. um for myself i mean um so weight loss might be the overarching goal and then uh within the session and there might be to what one other strand that's an overarching goal and and then through a course of time as the coaching goes on we we kind of pick on a topic or an area that felt most important to that person in the session so um just trying to think so okay so it's christmas time well christmas time's just finished um Mm -hmm i still have enormous amounts of christmas cake in the house mm-hmm. so so as I, you do as as you do so so i might choose to think of the goal uh, if the overall goal is weight loss and mm-hmm. the current the current issue is that i have enough pastry and uh, uh sugary substances in my house to uh you know um Uh, probably feed half the neighborhood um then you know what am i how am i going to manage that and so the purpose might be to find a goal that really works for me that that i know is achievable that i can stick to and i i have i know we talked about this before uh when on air so i kind of um i have thought of a technique where I've kind of written down some notes for myself about how I might work with that with a client if that would be helpful. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy to go through that. Yeah. I put my feelings on
3: safety so I don't go shooting where your heart be. Cause you take the bullet trying to save me, then I'm left to deal with making you please. And that's a whole lot of love, ain't trying to waste it. Like we be running them out and never make it. That's too bitter for words, don't wanna taste it That's just too bitter for words, don't wanna face it But I think that I'm on you, my bad, my bad for tripping on you. Tripping on you, <laughs> I'm cool now I ain't waiting, but I act a fool when I don't get it. And I'm steady bruising just to save this but I tripped on your love, now I'm addicted. And that's all I love, ain't trying to waste it. Like we be running a out and never make it. That's just too bitter for words just so bitter for don't want to face it but i think that i'm done tripping i'm trip tripping i've been sipping that's how i control this So,
2: uh, and the other thing I, I kind of, I was going to say at the start, um, which I didn't, is I think the other thing we do is we do a would, could or should thing. And um, I think if we're saying we should, then that's that's probably something that, that's been told to us, or we've been forced into at some point, rather mm-hmm. than something that's truly the right thing. Um, uh, I think the woods are interesting too, that we uh, sorry the coulds are interesting too because that's something that we know we would be able to do but whether it is actually the right thing for us is uh you know that's a whole other thing so 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 then it's the what we will do yeah the wood yeah so mm-hmm. um okay so you picked a goal yeah um so um the next stage would be about and we don't need to go through all of this if it's going to take too long but um the next stage would be to think about to set a when and how so okay. so so to be quite specific about i'm going to do that every morning at this time or for half an hour um, mm-hmm. or i'm not going to you know i will i will turn my phone on at seven and trying to trying to trying to phrase it positively all the time as well so saying i'm not going to look at you know rather than that kind of getting into a i will turn my phone on I will look at Instagram. at so. so
0: language is important, I guess, the way you, yeah. you, I mean, we talk about things like framing, and if yeah. you were to describe framing um to everybody, I guess it would be how we perceive or see things, or the the story that we tell ourselves in our mind, am I right in saying that?
2: Oh, apt, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> not no. We tell ourselves uh, yes. lots
0: of stories, don't we, Neil?
2: We do. And and so the phrase I often use when I'm coaching is uh, for, for the ones that, that don't help us is uh, they're negative self-narratives. Um, so they're stories that we keep on telling ourselves. Um, so, for example, when I came out of education, I told mm-hmm. myself I was a failure. Um, mm hmm and that wasn't a direct message that like i've been told by any single person ever um mm-hmm. e- even when bullying had been at its worst within uh you know from from uh from from managers and from higher ups within uh the education system it had never been that bad um mm. but, but those are the things that i those are the those are the unsaid things that were there in, in between and those are the bits that because of my my own background and my own childhood those are the bits that i couldn't wait to latch on to not not on purpose but Mm. those that those are the bits that my brain went to so it took a while for me to be able to see that actually the very things that got in the way of me being able to succeed within that uh, framework which was that I was opinionated that I held very particular beliefs about um, education that um, I I questioned that I was intelligent all those things that were um, that that I thought outside the box all those things which which felt like they were the, the things that were, were, were the negatives actually are the are the very things that I feel proudest of now um because I've because I've had the space to start again and kind of open up to really what's going on so it's about and, that, and that's quite an extreme example of it but um smaller examples would be um would be I suppose so when I look at insta my mind gets full will be the negative whereas the Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um listening to music my mind is free would be the positive version of it
0: i love that i absolutely love that so
2: so i think so then picking the frequency and the time again just taking 30 seconds or so just to slow down the breath and you know pause and let the body relax and see how the frequency sits with you um Because I think a lot of the time we end up setting targets for things and times that that we want to be able to do rather than the ones we actually can or or that we want to commit to, you know. Um, And and if, if our body tells us it's okay, then the likelihood is that we'll be able to commit to it. And I think the final thing is it's okay to change it as well, you know if it's not working that doesn't mean we've screwed up it means we didn't we haven't set it right for us right now or if it works for a while and then it doesn't circumstances have changed and we need to look at how to adapt so not to be afraid of changing it a little or trying it at different times or you know just kind of what I'd say play playing with it a little experimenting with it and not and not seeing everything as a grid or a tick box
0: I really like that because I guess many people, including myself, and I'm sure you have too is it's incredibly um interesting that our mind automatically has a habit of reverting to thinking about all the negative things yeah. um we have a, we haven't done yeah um and I think it's important to realize that maybe some of those things are things to be worked on um they're not negative mistakes and challenges I suppose because um, we've been taught yeah. that I, I think Neil
2: yeah no I, um, I think that's absolutely true I well so when when I really started writing and I, I joined a writer's group and they let me in when I was really st- still really of, you know foundation minu- level yeah I was yes I've tried my polite way to do it and 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 they were very understanding a lot of the time and and I heard as you can imagine, because of what I was experiencing in my other job, I I heard everything as a real dig. It felt very personal. And it is very personal writing in a way that lots of other things aren't. And it's taken me a long time to realise that the Mm. opposite is true. And actually, when people... I'm in two writing groups now, I'm really, really lucky. But both of them, they give such generous advice and, and suggestions for what can be done differently or what didn't work. And without being open to be able to receive that kind of genuine feedback that needs to help inform how I'm going to progress Mm. I'm never never going to turn in a piece of work that other people want to read because I need the feedback so so I think you're absolutely right but when we are getting feedback that fit that, that helps push us forward and we can see that that's pushing us forward that's a different thing that then 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 we realize that we're around the right people and we're in the right place and we can do that for ourselves as well. So not about, you know, to use your phrase from before, not beating ourselves up, but going, okay, that didn't work when I did it at that time of the day. So what about this time? When else could I do it? You know? Is there anybody else who I can talk to that might have some ideas about that as well? You know.
0: I love that. Um I think I bought you well, I know I bought you one actually today because you know that many people hear about counseling, for example, now yeah. as an option, you know, to help them talk about things that have happened to them more recently in my work i've realized that we need to give more options to people Mm -hmm. about what kind of um support is available to them to improve themselves because i think we are in a time of self-development yeah coaching is something that i've delivered as well over the last seven years Mm -hmm. with young people um, more so than adults And what I love about it is that it talks about where you are in life right now and where you would want to go to. And what I love about having you as a friend, as a coach, and I have other friends that are coaches too, is coaching involves a lot of questioning. Um, You guys help us to open up and think of solutions about where we want to go and that's why I like coaching counseling to me is when you feel very stuck in the past and can't let something go that has happened to you before Mm -hmm. and I think counseling is useful to have that conversation but I think after a certain period people should move on from counseling into coaching to start looking at where they're going and what it is that they would like to aspire and achieve Mm. and coaching just through the questioning you know you guys aren't telling anybody what to do we call it non-directive don't we
2: yeah 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 um
0: you know but we're just opening that person up according to whatever their story is in that moment and wherever it is they want to go so that's why I love coaching and that's why I've got you here today
2: I, that's that's a really beautiful way of putting it as well and i think I think for me you know because w- when I was helping people before young people before it was often i i listened I, I hope I was a good listener, I think I was a good listener, but then there was a, a big directive element of it as well um in in the work I did with them whereas i i I love the fact that you know my opinion's not the most important one in the room. <laughs> I love that and and the privilege of sharing people's journey and um you know for when it for when it gets better and sometimes obviously it it doesn't either but just for people to be trusting enough to open up their space and and their lives to to kind of to me uh to help them I I think that's a real that's a real gift and it gives me a real sense of purpose and that's that's why i think it's yeah that's why i think it's such a great profession and and um you know the 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 uh the, it, i'm i'm with the european mentoring and coaching council i know there's 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 other really good uh bodies coaching bodies to belong to but the, the reason why i love them and why the course was so good was it really thought about the difference between things like coaching and counselling and you know and and, and, and those th- sometimes I signpost people um to to counsellors or people come to me after counselling or or we need to make that decision an ongo- on an ongoing basis with sometimes with people I work with is this the right time for this is this the right space you know so um it, it it's just it's I just think it's a very flexible way of working and it's a very collaborative one which is fantastic.
0: Love it! I know our time is limited, and now it doesn't yeah. seem to be enough at the moment. <laughs> um, so, if I could ask you, what kind of tips would you give people who are looking to set a goal for twenty twenty one? I know we're facing all kinds of adversities at the moment. Um,
2: That's a really, really good question, um, and I've written, I've written some notes. Just for myself actually uh which is more about it's more my political ranting to be honest with you so i'm just i'm just i'm gonna I'm just looking through them and I'm just gonna water them down so hopefully there's something that's helpful mm-hmm. um i think I think pausing to know you are in agreement with what you set for yourself <laughs> that's 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 the first thing that's really 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 important. And even if it's something you want to do, and now's not the right time, that's that's kind of okay too. You know, that okay. just just be patient and believe that the time will come to work on on that, and trust the world enough and your world enough to know that when that needs to be at the top of the pile, it will be on the top of the pile. You know. Okay. Um, the second thing is, uh, I think we can turn too quickly to be looking of have I done it to this degree this degree this degree when we're Mm -hmm. looking at goals um record success write down what you're doing that's that's helping the goal so that you're able to see the progress you're making rather than just kind of drifting on and thinking about well I need to do more of that and maybe you do need to do more of that but also knowing what you're doing well is, is is the best indicator of what you need to do next does that, that make sense? If I'm, anything yeah, I'm saying
0: doesn't No, I was going to say, because um, I saw something yesterday, actually, just after New Year's, um, talking about acknowledging your small successes <laughs> prior to the large success, because often we forget to acknowledge the little wins we have in life.
2: Yeah, I'd yeah, I'd i so I'd, hard
0: on ourselves, aren't
2: we, Neil? I know, and and even that, the language that that we could use there, I mean, is there any such thing as a small success? I mean, who's ranking success. That? Is success success right. is the word that I had written down here, which I just watered down, was about how hierarchical we are, how how we rank everything in our society, mm. um, who's better than who, what's better than what, and 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 and, and often that leads to us arguing. Mm-hmm. Um pointing fingers at each other when rather than trying to find a way to work together and mm-hmm. i guess that that works for us as well are we pointing fingers at ourselves what can we do to work with ourselves you know
0: um, i like that that's really beautiful actually so i've got another question for you now yeah yeah most of the times we set these goals and as i said we may not achieve them um what advice would you give to people that are struggling to achieve their goals? And maybe there's barriers in place. I don't know. How can they help themselves overcome that?
2: That's a really, really good question as well. Um, And, you know, just referring to what you were saying before about coaching questions, I think, I think it's, it's one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's not working, then or if it's not working, ent- is it not working at all, or is it, or, or are there parts that are working and parts that aren't? So, mm-hmm. sit down with a piece of paper and write down which bits might be first. Mm-hmm. Then write down the bits that aren't. And Mm -hmm. then I think ask yourself the question, why? And that isn't a judgmental question, but just, you know, or even actually why is a judgmental question (laughs) or it's easy to do, you know, to -hmm. to, to become one. Um, So what would be a better question? So what's preventing it? I like that. So if I'm brutally honest, Mm -hmm. why? uh, So one of my uh, one of my resolutions for next year is to is to uh, this year now. Uh, this or year, sorry, year. yeah, this year, sorry.
0: <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> We're in
2: twenty twenty one. We are. Yeah, it's because it's, it's Saturday morning, that's why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, uh, one of mine for this year is to is I've really enjoyed the business coaching work I've done, and I'd love to do more of that. um okay. And and the and the question of what's preventing me from doing that, and if I'm really honest, mm-hmm. some of that's down to my self confidence and 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 my own visualization of being a business coach. So, what, what am I going to do this year to to move some of that? What's you know what's getting in the way? So, mm-hmm. you know, just a little example from, you know, from from my own life. Because once we know what's in the way, then we can start the whole process all over again. So, what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. Then close your eyes. Does it land? It does. Great. So, by when and what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Close our eyes. Does it land? Great. You know, and it's and it's doing those. It's kind of repeating that pattern on a biggest on a bigger scale and then um, on a smaller scale as well. So that we've got like you were saying before. So um, it might be a goal that's only for a week or it might be a goal that's you know for three months or so. <laughs> The one thing that I think I hear more from people I work with than anything else, or the one thing that becomes difficult for people, is when they're what the who they actually are, or the core values they actually hold, are not the ones that are driving their progress, because and I know myself from 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 my own experience that that you know the, everything I do nearly everything I now do in my working life is mm. driven by my core values and I'm including the writing in that and, and 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 it feels incredible whereas before some of it was and some of it wasn't um and I think those barriers are often about that but if if we close our eyes and and things are you know are really chiming Mm-hmm. Or, you know we can often feel it because our body feels relaxed our stomach is 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 nice and relaxed um or or there's an excited buzzy feeling that's coming up a warm feeling an endorphin rush you know a bit of a buzz all those things are telling us that this is the right way to go
0: and just for our listeners sake neil um you mentioned something called core values
2: yeah
0: that's something that you know we would be of aware of could I get you just to give a little brief description of core values just so our listeners can understand what that means and maybe think about in this year to think about their core values
2: yeah I I, I certainly can and, and I wish I'd known of that myself a lot when I was a lot younger although mm-hmm. they came I guess I learned that at the part of my journey I needed to learn it um, in order to bring myself to here which is mm-hmm. which so i'm not you know that yeah um but so it's 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 things like for me um compassion is a core value that's that's something that i absolutely want to work to bit be, towards being and also want to be surrounded by and to help create and to be around other people that create it for me so in terms of the work i do i want Mm -hmm. to be around compassionate people or i want to be working in places that are open to to us talking about how compassion can help the work environment um what i often do with people is is you can get this whole list online if if people like uh you know type into a search engine core values you'll find a Mm -hmm. whole list of descriptions of things like compassion um um, so is it easier to
0: say that core values would be something that um our belief systems are built on
2: I think, yeah, I think so. There are things that are we couldn't do without being. you know the're are things that if they're the things that help us sleep at night, the things that make us feel proud of who we are and that we like in other people as well, and if we're operating off those, then mm-hmm. our life goes a lot smoother than if than if it doesn't really but, but the thing is if we actually know what they are at the top of our heads, rather at the back of our heads or mm-hmm. just from our gut, then we can make decisions so uh for example, bought a dog um no, we didn't buy a dog. We, 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 uh, we took in a dog a month ago. It's, uh, it's from a rescue center. Uh, we mm-hmm. didn't buy a dog and we didn't buy a puppy. And that's because, uh, we'd gone on to websites and what the pictures of puppies we'd seen actually made us feel physically sick because they look so undernourished.
1: Aww. And
2: we wanted to, we wanted to help, um, an animal and bring some love and, and kind of be part of, of its recovery process and not okay. for a home so so that's 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 me acting on on a core
0: cool value of mine I love it I suppose okay so Neil um I've asked I'm asking all my guests rather to give me five of their top five songs that they would listen to if they were stranded on a desert island or what's helped you through COVID so I'm really excited because I know you gave me Wonderful list. Yeah. Um, do you want to start with your first song and why you picked each one of these five songs?
2: Nir? I went with this year in COVID, which 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 has kind of ended up with some surprising answers to me. <laughs> okay, so uh, the first track I think I've, I've vaguely ranked these in order of importance um, okay. is Peter Gabriel um, and a track called "Love to Be Loved." been a big Peter Gabriel fan but I don't think he he wouldn't ordinarily have have, have ended up on a list of mine in this way I'm going to say that a lot actually about some of these tracks I think (laughs) um you know where's Marvin for example on any of this the reason I picked this song is uh, it's it's one that it's one that uh from from, if, if memory serves me right it's it's the album he recorded during Getting divorced, or just after getting divorced, um, and it's after he'd had a huge amount of success um, with his, I think, the, the previous mainstream album he'd done before that, because he does um, lesser, lesser kind of commercial stuff. Okay. um But that song, for some reason, this year, in the midst of all of, of, of everything that's been going on, uh, mm-hmm. really, really struck me anew, just because there's so so many responses that i think we've been witness to mm-hmm. from from us as a, as a as a as a well i even pause at using the word society but certainly you know all of us in the uk here um as a result of what's happened to us this year mm. and and you know the level but even before this year the level of confrontation and difficulty people have had in hearing each other. Mm. Um, and it just occurs to me that every single one of those actions, including what I refer to as bog roll gate, you know, still kind of a you know some of those incredible scenes that we saw of people grasping at toilet rolls at the start, you know. Yeah, oh, um, wow. the start
0: yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um is 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 from people's deep-rooted desire to to feel loved and feel um, valued. And there's something about the song which which is just—it's really st- the words are so simple uh, mm. about about you know this guy going going through this process and, um, and and about grieving and about wanting to be loved. And I think. I think I think so many of us if not all of us at some level have been grieving this year and really feeling that sense of vulnerability um so
0: absolutely
2: it, it yeah so it just it really it really chimes and continues to chime with me you know
0: yeah. thank you for that Neil mm. so number two Neil
2: number two is um Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm and a track called Living in the Future.
0: Thank you, Neil. What was it about Bruce Springsteen and Living in the Future that made it number two for you,
2: Neil? Well, Springsteen has been a constant source of uh, inspiration for me, particularly whenever things get dark, just because politically, I just kind of love what he says charmed to where I'm at. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he's... Just 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 keeps going. Um, you never know <laughs> th- no, and I think, you know, um he also, like me, he's he, he struggles with depression and he's been incredibly honest about that over the last couple of years and his he did after that, and and, and he's had, had a, he's had an amazing album out this year, but I didn't I, I didn't go with any of that. And the track that I originally gave you um, yeah. was was seven or eight minutes long. and it was kind of like it wasn't it wasn't quite as apt as this one, uh,
0: yeah.
2: uh, which is which is not from a new album. It's from an album a long, long time ago, and I think there's a response to what was going on in the USA uh, when when Bush. Uh, one of the bushes was was in power, um, and it and it's got and it's got this. I mean, the song itself is incredibly catchy. If you, if you like Springsteen, I know a lot of people can't get past his voice, but um, it's an incredibly catchy song. Um, but the words are so bleak. I mean, so so this song for me mm-hmm. um, is really about. I suppose it's the opposite of love to be loved in a way. It's 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 the worst of what. I feel and and fear and see in terms of how we've respond again to kind of how people have responded this year and how I've responded as well. You know, I say people. Wow. I'm including myself self in all of this um yeah i'm not i'm not separate from everybody else you know um and it it starts off talking about relationship and about some of the vitriol that he has about breaking up with someone but then you know it ends up he ends up talking about the state of the world and and kind of you know uh,
0: going back to your playlist yeah number three we've got george McRae. rocky baby
2: So I can remember being, I think, six years old in uh, in a mate's house in in Chilwell and Liverpool, um, oh, wow. and they had an MFP uh, compilation. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyone who's old enough to know what MFP is? I don't. Yeah, just, it, was a, it was a record label, um, oh, okay. it, it, um, and, and, J- and Rocky Baby was one of the tracks on it. And, and from time to time, the songs kind of come back to me, and I've always sort of liked it, but it's never been one that <coughs> I loved. And then um, I heard the full-length version from the original album, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know, mixes can be different on on, 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 on album tracks, particularly. I think, often for singles, they used to kind of just try and make it radio-friendly. So, um, mm-hmm. but that is the the the, the guitar playing. On yeah. On, on this track is absolutely insane. Again, for people who are old enough to remember, Casey in the Sunshine Band. It was yeah. it was it was, it was Casey who wrote and produced the album, and and I think it's just him and George in this studio, basically. That's the image oh. I have in my head, kind of you know dim lights and lots yeah. of, lo- lots of lots of whiskey being passed around.
0: Number four, stylistics. I can't give you anything but love.
1: We'll
0: Of music, oh, right. Stage, didn't you
2: like? right? It's it's so uh,
0: broad, j- that took me back.
2: Right, I, I, I'm a I'm a huge R&B fan. This this track, I, I, I again just kind of came across this track after years of not hearing it. About three, two years ago, three years ago, I managed to get hold of the album. Oh, wow. um, but um, the reason, the re the reason why is because I, 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 one day I think it was about a m- month ago, mm-hmm. I suddenly decided that. Um, I just wanted to post myself singing the chorus on Facebook.
0: Oh wow. I missed a, I obviously missed a, that. I'm going to have to still, go back and have a look.
2: It's still that I'll, I'll I'll send it to you. I'll forward it to you.
0: So number 5 our last one. Yeah. Is Florence in the machine, Queen of Peace. Yeah. Why is
2: this your fifth choice? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't actually like Florence and the Machine for for a long time. But when that album came out that, that Queen of Peace is mm-hmm. on, I, I loved the cover of it so much that I just thought, and everyone was saying you should listen to it, which usually makes me a bit grumpy and go, I won't. Um, <laughs> but um, the, there's videos that go with a lot of the tracks, which are just the most extraordinary. Pieces of work um, that speak about uh, just so many things about class and culture and, and feminism and violence and just, just an incredible array of different topics. But but this song uh, is, is kind of come back to me quite recently. I haven't listened to that album for a long time. Um, but. And I did, literally, you know, if it had been an album, I'd have
0: worn out the grooves. Your list is so eclectic. I really didn't expect that level of variation in this. Um, So, yeah, no, I thank you for um, going along with my requests. You know, I really do. It's been a fantastic journey. And who knew you knew so much about music?
2: Well, yeah, I I, I love
0: it. But I'd like to thank you Neil for joining us on the Saturday morning clinic and I've
2: really really enjoyed it Thank you so much for having me here yeah
0: if people want if anybody wanted to get in touch with you Neil yeah in regards to maybe getting a life coaching session mm. um, how do they get in touch with you
2: Well the easiest way is probably is an initial uh, way is to send me an email um, and my email address is n Lawrence that's law. R-E-N-C-E 1, as in the number at live.co.uk
0: Okay, brilliant. Thank you, Neil. It's been a pleasure and I hope you have a wonderful 2021.
2: Yeah, I'm wishing the same to you, Chrissy, and for all the listeners as well.
0: Said I'd be gone by five
4: But it's sunrise and I'm still in your bed Good night, you sleep means goodbye, me replaying memories in my head, look at you, look at you, look what you made me do, how do you? like me, you want to love somebody like me, if you could love somebody like me, you must be Mr. Hope, too. Who wants to love somebody like me, you want to love somebody like me, if you could love somebody like me, you must be Mr. Hope, too. We used to talk till midnight, all those days that you stayed at my house. Na na na, maybe later on I'll text you and maybe you will reply. We both know we had no patience together day and night. You and I are not supplying. Yeah, we ain't satisfied. I could love you all occasions. We got way too much in common. Thank you for joining me,
0: Pretty Rana, on InjectionRadio.com for the Saturday Morning Clinic. Join us again next week on Saturday between the hours of 9 and 10 a.m. We look forward to having you here. If you have any questions or anything you would like me to discuss or bring a professional in to discuss, Please email me on urban lotus zero one at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And I look forward to seeing you all next week. Who wants
4: to love somebody like me? You wanna know somebody like me? If you could love somebody like